coming up on Monkeys Took My Jetpack. We're going to find out who killed my brother or I'm going to burn this town to the ground. There's a lot of hair parting and sleeve ripping going on. I intimidate the hell out of them and they scatter like a bunch of scared sheep. How much damage does a guy being flung into another guy do? <laughs> Why do you keep skipping me? Because I don't like you very much. That's fair. This whole thing's been like... <laughs> and that's it. I don't lose that. Yeah! <laughs> ah! Way to go, Beth. Thank you, Sure Shot Shay. Every town's got to have a saloon. Good evening or good afternoon, and thank y'all for downloading Monkeys Took My Jetpack issue number 101. Wait, what's that you say? It wasn't the last issue number 99? What, what's going on there? Well, yes, the answer to your question is yes, the last issue posted was number 99. We're still working on issue 100, and we will put it up as soon as it is ready. Now, <laughs> we're just throwing out all kinds of weirdness this issue. Not only is the number off from what is expected, but so is the game session in that this is a session that I had thought lost. I know that same thing was said about the uh, demon dog issue, but this one's a lot more recent than that. This doesn't qualify as a flashback. It happened not too long before the session we posted as issue number 97. What happened was I had started recording the session on my computer and my computer was full. So it stopped recording. Thankfully, I was alerted to the fact that it stopped recording, and I guess I finished recording it in the cloud. I forgot about this though, and I found the first part of the session on my computer months later, and thought the remainder of the session was lost. So thinking swiftly, I took the first session of every when that we had done, which gets alluded to at the end of this session, by the way, and I thought, well, I just won't post this other one. But I did take the first part of it, wherein we introduced Henry, Bess, and Shay, and stuck it on the beginning of the Everywhen session. So if this issue seems a little short, it's because about 15 minutes of it were actually the first 15 minutes of issue number 97. Confused? Well, don't worry about it. It's all good. The point is, this is a session which, while chronologically, took place before issue number 97, can just as easily be slotted in ahead of issue number 97. With all that said, I hope you enjoy it. We are playing a game called Wild West Horse Opera. It's published by Scald Crow Games, and it's part of their Worlds of Pulp line. And because I'm trying to get this posted before midnight tonight, which is about a half hour from now, I'm going to just give the cast very quickly, and we're going to get to the game. You got Blind Geek, that's me, as your game master, Dirk as Henry, Manissa as Shay, and Zophor as Bessie the Whip. So without further ado, grab that cup, bottle, glass, or can of your favorite beverage, sit back, relax, and enjoy Monkeys Took My Jetpack issue number 101. The second first ride. Trying to figure out the best way to deal with this. There's an ability that I see one of the characters you'll be encountering has, and I don't. Does anybody have the game 
open? Yeah. Can you look up shin out? Yeah, that was, that's what now? It, uh, shin as in the body part out. Mm. I just don't remember what it means. I'm sure I read it at that some point. one word? No, I think it's two words. I found it. Yeah. This phrase means to run away fast. The ability allows a character to get a jump on the uh, opposition and leave them flat-footed. Each success roll is a bonus modifier of one to the character's initiative roll, so long as their only action is to escape. They're not allowed any offensive action during the escape. They may fire their weapons only in a frantic attempt to cover their own escape by causing hesitation and panic. If weapons are fired to cover the escape, the opponents must succeed in a willpower test or take cover, costing them their first action. Okay. Awesome. All right. There we go. Thank you. Okay. As our story opens, you are all under the guidance of Best the Whip. You are tracking and believe you may have found, because this is an adventure mainly designed to learn the rules, so I'm sort of skipping, uh, you are looking for the Stratton gang. Actually, uh, specifically Roger Stratton. Um, I'm sorry, Joe Stratton. <laughs> sorry. Some Stratton. Some Stratton. No, I was. it was going to be Roger, and I thought, I don't think Roger's, I don't hear that name in a lot of Westerns, so I changed it, and I forgot I had changed it. Okay, so you're looking for Roger Stratton. He is Roger or Joe? Uh, oh, God damn it. Joe. Jesus Christ. His <laughs> alias, Roger. <laughs> Yeah, apparently. God, his, I'm really sorry. Uh, his friends call him Roger. So friend, I have it written down in front of me. God damn it. It's right here. I don't know why my mouth is Roger. It is Joe Stratton who, just to throw people off the track, will occasionally go by Roger just long enough to confuse them. And then it's back to Joe. But he has is rumored to have gathered around him a gang, which... You have a feeling would probably be larger if people could keep his damn name straight. <laughs> anyway, uh, rumor has it he has found his way into the town of Misty Pines, which is a very small town. It looks like it's one of those towns that there's not really much to it. It's just one of those towns that got put up when uh, the wagon you, you hear. You see a lot of these where it looks like after you've heard people tell these stories enough, you get the idea that the wagon axle broke or something. And it was just easier to stop here and put up some sort of existence than to try to fix the thing and, and try to keep going. So they uh, and that looks like that's what kind of town this is. Very sparse, just a store, a saloon, because every town's got to have a saloon and uh, some little houses up along the what what passes for a street and as you approach the outskirts of town you see a a uh, horse well of course it's horse drawn wagon going in the opposite direction a good day hey are you guys you guys headed into wow what kind of uh, one of the, the the driver looks at uh at shay and her mount and says wow uh I, I, we, yes. I, hope, I hope you guys are headed the other way because we, we, if you guys are headed toward town, you, you, we, I really strongly advise against it. We're, we're getting the hell out of this. Mm -hmm. There's on fire or something. Well, you might say that in a way. There's. What's your trouble, Sugar? We, Tell us all about it. We're, we're listening. Going, we're, we're going for, we're trying to find the sheriff. Ours is, is missing. We don't know where he went. We're trying to find, see if we can go into, get into one of these more local, uh, big, bigger cities and get, get, see if the sheriff will help us out. Cause we, this town is in very bad shape right now. What's going on? And off in the distance. Yeah! 
That's what's going on. How many people are on that wagon? It looks like a family. I'm getting my family out of here while I can because they've already killed several people and the sheriff is gone and I don't know what the hell's going on, but they, they showed up just a few and hours ago and they're they're not asking any questions. Hmm. How many of these uh, ruffians are there? Uh, I don't know. I, I think we saw about five or six, but I don't know if we saw all of them. Did you happen to recognize any of them? Well, Do you know one, who they are? Well, there is one guy who who uh he he wears a really uh uh bizarre mask his face looks like i don't know how familiar y'all are with cards but it looks like the king huh did any of them happen to look like that can i pull out a one poster of, of joe that we're trying to track down uh yes did any of them happen to look like this there Sugar? well uh it's kind of hard to say i didn't get that good a look at, at the guy uh we were too busy trying not to get shot but uh and i mean this guy has no mask but it looks like it could be him the build is similar from what i can see in the picture so how about the other people who are with him well they're pretty nondescript one likes to play with his mustache a lot seems like well don't worry about this we can go in there and take care of these villains in short order i'm really sorry i'm just deaf today how many people did you say there was five uh, to six but he doesn't know for sure thank you right right what what she said and if you'll excuse me we've got to get going i'm afraid they're gonna as he looks at, sort of sidles away from me and kitty and kitty lets out a big yawn showing her fangs and he jumps back onto the wagon okay yeah he jumps back onto the wagon yeah and his and they are heading away from misty pines well looks like we might have some fun i think we are definitely on the right track that's for certain yes Try to think how much of this you can see because these towns are pretty small, like a couple hundred. I mean, yeah. a couple hundred feet. They're not big. Like the main street of town is a couple. Is, is um, and that's one of my challenges is I never know how much you guys can see because you talk about how the stars oh, look beautiful. Still a, and I think then, we're still a little bit away, but yeah. Okay. Well, thanks. If they're hills or something, and yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So you can see the town is in the distance, but you're not quite close enough to be in it. But you are hearing the gunshots. Seeing clouds of dirt, maybe from herbs and people running. And I don't know. Yeah. You do hear one distinct voice amongst all the screaming saying, oh, no, we're getting to the bottom of this. We're going to find out who killed my brother or I'm going to burn this town to the ground. I'm writing to the sound of that voice. Okay. One of you want to stream me up? I think I should leave Kitty out here. She draws a lot of attention in town. You can ride with me, darling. Okay, thank you so much. As I launch onto the back of the horse and we're... Okay. All right. As you approach the town, you see that across from each other on the main street. On one side, there is a general store. And on the other side is the saloon. You see there are a bunch of these guys led by the guy who looks like what they described. He's got the mask over his face with the card drawn on, uh, the king face, which (laughs) if it happens that the kings of each suit look different, we're going to say it's the king of spades. If they don't, then it's just the king face. I don't I don't. There's small differences. Depends on the deck. Okay, well, well, then it's just a generic king. As you approach, he and his gang, all with guns drawn, are herding people from the saloon into the general store. All right. I'm running forward with my gun drawn, saying, let those people go and drop your weapons. He turns to you and says, what? Well, we have what we call 
interlopers here. You really think we're going to drop our weapons? I think there are a lot more of us than there are of you, son. Well, I, I wouldn't say a lot more, darling, and brandish my pistol as well. If you would like to go get more <laughs> villains, I will wait for yeah. you. Yeah, but- We'll wait for you to gather everybody up to make this fair. Well, I don't think you appreciate the situation you are currently in. Oh, no. Why don't you... Why don't you turn around and go back where you came from? Or maybe we'll just put you down permanent-like right here. Better men have tried. All right. And on that note, we are going to roll for initiative. Now, the way this game works with initiative is each turn a person will roll for their entire side and i'm rolling for the bad guys and we'll see who gets it's just a standard 2d6 roll without any of the abilities or anything thrown in now you do re-roll doubles and if you roll box cars or snake eyes there are still effects from that which one of you two are going to roll for us (laughs) i got it i got a four and a three but go ahead you he already yours doesn't count he already said he was doing it yep I know that. I also saying. got a seven. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, well, they got a 12. So it looks like the bad guys are going first, led by this dude, Joe Stratton, otherwise known as Roger. He has his Colt here, so he is going to fire. Mm. He's going to put in his basket combat and a bandit. And that one. Yes. All right. Okay. He scored one success and he is shooting at dirk but he only got one success so that shouldn't be too hard to beat so what do i do so now you're going to roll a defense roll and this is where you make your basket of abilities you can use one of your core abilities and then one elected ability then i guess if i'm on my horse here maybe my agility and my riding okay yeah that'll work so that would be it's an 11. Uh, you don't add them together. You oh, yeah, test them one at a time. One at a time. Okay. Uh, and the target number? 12 minus whatever right. number. Right. So, so one of those would be seven and one would be six. Okay. First, and I didn't make the first one. Okay. That one I succeeded on with eight. Okay. And if you roll doubles, you get to re-roll on that. Doubles explode. Okay. Now, if you want, you can use boxcar points to add successes to your roll. Are you happy with, uh, right now you're tied one-to-one, which right. is enough to, to yeah, it's equal or better. Yeah, so that would mean I would take a wound? Right. He didn't hit you. He fires and you sort of duck to the side. The bullet does rip your shirt sleeve <laughs> as it soars by. All right. The other members of the gang are kind of waiting to see once they saw he didn't hit you, but it came close, they're kind of waiting to see what happens here before they all start getting into the fracas. Okay, so that is their side. Now, the way that combat works in this game, there are four phases. This was phase one. There's the winning phase, the losing phase, the second winning phase, and the resolution phase. We just had the first winning phase. So now you guys are up. Are we the losing phase? You are the losing phase, yes, because you lost the initiative. I see. And in the rules, they say go clockwise around the table. We are not at that kind of table so we can go in whatever order dirk rolled initiative so i think there's a rule about what i can't remember whether he's supposed to not go first because he rolled initiative it's not any kind of mechanical advantage it's just trying to give everybody something to do and i can't remember so we're going to say for now that he does go first and then we will do uh let's see hang on want to do it in alphabet that's what i'm yeah i'm just having a brain moment and trying to remember and then me well it would be oh yeah it'd be the same either way because your character 
first letters are the same as the player for that's funny okay all right um okay but we're starting with dirk since he rolled initiatives it'll be henry shay and then bess and then in the next round you we're basically treating it like this might be more confusing online than it it makes sense if you're sitting around a table basically treating it like a card game where the play goes off to the next player the right shuffle dice. exactly yeah thank you that's what i'm trying to say he rolled initiative so next round you will roll initiative and then it'll be you chris and him in the order and then the next turn after that chris rolls and it's making sure everybody has a chance to uh yes roll initiative when does zofer go <laughs> shut up <laughs> i'm trying to juggle things leave me alone zofor also known as Chrysophore, because X as in Christmas. Uh, go, yeah, okay. Yeah. Now, now I lost. Okay, so it is Henry first. Henry first, yes, right? And okay. Then Shay. Okay. It's Henry then Shay then Beth. Yes. So I guess I'm riding toward the corner of the building that they're all in front of. Okay. So I'll be able to get some cover and get Troilus out of the line of fire. And while I'm doing that, I'm shooting at the king. Okay. I should just roll these. So if I'm use uh, agility and shooting, then I guess, or combat and shooting, then okay, yeah, whichever. Right. They're the same number, so it doesn't. Okay. It's for seven, and that's going to be for the six, and I got another eight. So I got one success. Okay. Uh, I rolled his resistance while you were rolling that just in case, and he got two. So y'all are at a stalemate. You're shooting at each other, and neither one of you is... He's using the building as cover enough to block your shooting. If any of those modifiers on your character sheet apply, those get added to or subtracted from the die roll, not the number of successes. So like if you have your weapon braced, I think that's plus two. Yeah. yeah. If you rolled an 11 on the dice, you would actually figure out your successes as though it was a 13. Uh, every time you beat your target is a success. So like if your target is four and you roll an eight, that's two successes. And so okay, on. this is going to be a weird question, but can I get the names of everybody's horses, please, so I can have them? Okay, Henry's horse is Troilus. Okay. This horse is Nugget. Okay. All right. Yeah, in each phase, you get to perform action and a movement. If you want to perform more than one thing in a phase, you can do it, but it costs box card points. Okay. So you are up. Shay, what are you doing? Well, while this is all going on, I rolled off the horse and took cover behind one of the watering troughs. Okay, that's your movement. Okay. And I am bracing my rifle on the water trough and shooting at the keen guy. Okay. I get two points for the bracing, right? Yep. Okay. And what I'm going to put in the basket is I have combat at six. Okay. And gunplay at six. Okay. So your target number for both of those is six. Yeah. So roll for the first one first yep go ahead and roll your combat okay two fours eight doubles explode so roll again a one and a three okay so that total is 12 that's two successes from your combat that's adding the two points for bracing yes because that's 14 but six doesn't go into 14 you don't deal with remainders you just ignore it okay and then gunplay also at a six i got a five and a six so 11 okay and that is one success so that's total of three yeah yes and he's gonna resist with his defense roll all right (laughs) well you want me to roll for damages no oh okay he he countered your three yep 
Okay. Just barely. Awesome. There's a lot of hair parting and sleeve ripping going on. Bullets are being <laughs> very close to their mark, but they're just not hitting. That was the losing phase. Now we're in the res. Oh, Bess hasn't had a turn. Oh, good point. Sorry. Well, she does now. Yes. Us women have to stick together, Bess. <laughs> I appreciate it. Sorry Thank about you, that, sister. All right. Seems like Henry and Shay have the king all distracted and tied up, and Bess is nothing if not impulsive. Okay. So she's going to ride straight at the group of other bandits. She wants to use her whip, just make a regular attack for a whip. I'm not using any fancy whip moves, but I am trying to go for faces to intimidate and cause pain. Ooh, okay. Nice. In the basket, can I use agility and whip? You certainly can. Okay. Agility is six. Now, I've been trying to pay attention. Agility is six, so my target is six, right? Yes. And so I roll two dice? Yep. And I get ten. So that's one hit because that beat your target number one time. And then my whip is at seven, so my target is five. Yes, it is. And I rolled a 10 again. Oh, that's three. Yeah. Uh, Successes Um, with that. And they only got one. Yeah. You might have blinded somebody with that whip. Because I am not going to roll for all these guys individually because we'd be here all freaking (laughs) night. So I'm just. I intimidate the hell of them and they scatter like a bunch of scared sheep. They just might do something like that. So let's see. One of their conditions is paranoid. Oh, wow. Plus four. So that's a total of 14. They roll doubles twice, which means it very much comes into play. So I'm going to say 1d6 of these people just turn around and hightailed it. I said I'm going to say 1d6 of these people hightailed it. There we go. That's better. <laughs> four of them, not one of them, but four of them, after being hit with the whip and seeing that he is not getting anywhere, shooting back and forth with the rest of you, they... This will happen in the resolution phase. But yeah, they are taken off in the resolution phase because that's when results happen. That's why it's called the resolution phase. Actually, there was some damage done here with this attack, was there not? Or was this just trying to intimidate? Whoop has one damage base. Right. And for every two successes can add detail. It's one damage base one, so I assume... It just does one damage. Does the whip have a rank? Does it have a rank? Oh, crap. I don't know. I I didn't Um, write it down if it does. We're going to say it's rank four because that's pretty standard. So you at least do the one hit and then you roll against rank four and you can stack that with something else. That's the equivalent of the whip's core ability is its rank of four. Okay. Can I stack that with whip again? Sure. Okay. So four and seven. Okay. My four is target eight. I'm rolling that first. And I got a five. And then my seven is target five. And I'm rolling that now. And I got an eight, but it's two fours. So you so, get to roll again. Yeah. And it's five. So eight plus five is 13. And your target number is five. Five. So that's, so two, that's, hits. Two, that's two hits. They are going to resist this. And their target number is six. They rolled two fours plus uh, nine. So eight plus nine is 17. Six into 17 is still only two, almost three, but not quite. Oh, wait, that was two successes plus plus one base. base, So that's three. And they resisted two, so they take one. So they take one. Yes. There we go. So now it's winner phase two. Uh, Yes. Stratton is going to fire at Dirk again. He's going to use combat. 
shooting. You are resisting four successes. When I spend box cards, what can I spend them on? Uh, when you spend box cards, you can add successes to your roll. That's one thing you can do. You can also reduce damage, but for purposes of right now, spending a box card point will add a success. And do those refresh or how do we get those back? Uh, you get box card points back by whenever you roll double sixes, you get a box card point or uh, for good role playing and whatnot, they can be given back. Well, I guess since he's running around building after me, I guess I'm not off uh, my horse yet. So I'll still use riding and agility here. Uh, oh, yeah, one success out of that. And so they've got four on me. So let's, uh, and how is the damage going to work? Is it a wound free success? Well, you're resisting to see if you can block him from hitting you at this point. You're doing a defense roll. Mm -hmm. And then I'm just if, trying to see how, if okay the difference between his number of success okay how that affects the damage if you only roll one success then that means he's three successes over i think for every three successes you add one extra success to the damage roll what's going to happen if he hits you is he's got his base damage of one because he hit you and then you do a damage test of the weapon which in this case is Oh, I forgot to even be adding the damn accuracy modifier is 10 plus 10. So that would be a target number two test, adding 10 to the results. So th this could be potentially deadly on either side because all these guns do similar damage, especially that rifle. So reducing him from three successes to two successes that, would... No, that would just... It would, just, it would just mean he doesn't get an extra bonus on his damage. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what I mean. That, so that would be useful. Right. <laughs> I mean, it would be better if you got something other than three successes between basically for every three successes, it's whatever that bonus is. I have to look it up. But if he's got four and you knock it down to two, he still hits you. He's going to still do the base damage of one plus whatever his damage test yields it's just not going to have anything else added to it and if we have to i have a healing at six so i can try to heal you for my turn since i'm up next yeah i gotta read up on how that works well i know it's one hour per point of damage okay yeah so i'd be out for a little bit the other thing you can do with boxcar points is if you want to add an ability into your basket other than the two that costs boxcar points to do that I'm only going to look at this for a second longer because I can't find it. Damage caused by the attack. If the result of the... Ooh, you know what? I'm thinking I've been wrong. I don't know if equal is a success in this game. Because in reading the damage rules here, it says you subtract the result of your resistance from the damage caused by the attack. If the result of the reduction roll is greater than the number of hits suffered by the target, the target avoids all damage. So I'm thinking I've been screwing this up and there should have been a lot more bloodshed going on thus far. But since the first thing affected would have been Dirk's character, I'm kind of glad I screwed it up. <laughs> but for future of this now, equal is not enough. You have to surpass for a resistance to mean all damage. So in order to avoid damage, you're going to need five uh -huh. successes. But can he still reduce? Because right now now he has three over, which is giving plus damage. Can you reduce damage by getting some successes or not at all? Right now, we're trying to see if damage is even going to come into play. If he can roll... I can't. I can't. 
Unless I, throw, unless I throw all my boxcars at it, basically. No, you wouldn't need to throw all your boxcars at it. You've got... I have got, to throw uh, four at it. I have one success, so I would need five to avoid well, you've got, all damage, okay, right? You can still pull in out-of-basket abilities with a boxcar point. Or, that's worse. With a boxcar, <laughs> I'm spending a boxcar for a success. Well, that's true. If I spend a, yeah, a but roll, yeah, okay, I'm but probably you, not going to get a success. Okay, well, no, maybe get is, one. What kind of attitude is that? If but you, you might one, get doubles. If you, yeah, if you spend one boxcar point, you're guaranteed a success if you spend it to put a, another ability in play you could potentially get as many as three or four successes I that's how basically that's, have to, uh, now i kind of find have to roll i mean you're taking uh, a gamble but yeah you you would have, have to, to roll uh roll doubles, doubles yeah but there are six opportunities on a dice roll to roll doubles so i would say since you've got six box cars i mean you can add box cars even after the dice are rolled so uh if you spend a box car and you roll an out of basket ability and you get only one success you could tell me hey i want to add another box car and try one more ability now if you fail your out of basket roll you're done so there is also that i mean it's a gamble i'm not saying it's not but he hit you pretty hardcore i mean he, he rolled very well mm-hmm. well and how many hits do your character has the, four hits well or? the yeah the other thing to consider and this might i i almost forgot about this so the other thing to consider there is an optional damage roll called rolling with the damage which means when you get your hits, you can spend two box cars to cut the damage in half, and you can do that multiple times. So it might be advantageous to just take the, di- I mean, it might be the same amount of box car points as it would be to roll the successes, I'm saying, to spend two, cut the damage in half, spend two more and cut the damage in half again, and then see where we are at that point. But we don't know what the damage is going to be. I mean, it's 10 plus 10, so his target number is two. But if he fails, so I'll spend one to roll something else here. Uh, okay. But I don't have anything really good. Uh, what did you already uh, stack? Writing and uh, agility. agility. You can let's use let a core ability if you want. Let's you use, let me use shooting because I'm, I'm shooting at him too. So he has to worry about Could you use fire. combat? And no, I, I mean, no success. Could he have used his X factor? Um, that still wouldn't have gotten me. Oh, never mind then. I can't find the plus three rule. So I'm going to say it isn't in here because... I don't know if I've seen it in this game and I'm not seeing it. So maybe he decided it was making things too deadly and didn't put it in Wild West. So we're just going to give you normal damage. Uh, You do get to resist this. It's a base damage of one rolling 10 plus 10. We get, okay, we we are in 17. Oh crap. And that's before the 27. Oh, you didn't get any modifiers for, being undercover or wasn't he using the building as yeah, cover? Um, you were using the building as okay, okay, so let's let's well you get to resist the damage. That's where that comes into play. Okay. Okay, so you're resisting uh thirteen. So what I what do I how does resistance work? Resistance is you're doing a test. Uh, it's the same thing as when you're testing to see if he hit you. You're stacking abilities to try to get more successes than he got. So this is like a toughness? Toughness would be probably your best core, and then you can stack anything on top of that. Like I said, if you want, you could spend... Uh, well, that doesn't happen until after you've reduced. But after you reduce, even if you fail this reduction and you have the 13 hits, which would kill you because you have four or wouldn't kill you, you'd make a death save. So you're at least unconscious. It would knock you out of the fight in any... But if we're using this boxcar rule, even if you fail the reduction test, so you're still looking at 13, you could say, okay, I'm going to spend two boxcar points to take this down to six 
and then spend another two to take it down to three. And then then you'll only be taking three hits, which means you're still in the fight. And afterwards, you know, she can heal you or you'll heal naturally or whatever you want to do. But you're not, you won't have lost all four of your hits and you would still have a boxcar point left. What do you want to stack with your toughness? It has to be something other than another core ability, right? It usually is, but there's no rule that says you can't use two core abilities in a task. Can I use my X factor? Sure. So I got one success then. And as a passive ability, go ahead and test against the building, which we will say is five. There's another success. Okay. So that's two Two. you got. So now you're looking at 11 instead of 13. So boxcars do what then to damage? Cut it in half. So I spend one and it goes to five and a half. You spend two and it goes to, well, you don't, we don't deal with halves. You round down when cutting damage in half. So if you spent two boxcar points, that would take it down to five. Yeah. And two boxcar points to take it down to two. Yep. Okay. Okay. So that attack is resolved. He nailed you. Let's say that was in the side. Make a writing test. You can stack agility on that if you want. All you need is one success to keep from falling off your horse because that was a pretty good hit there. I got two successes. Perfect. So you managed to stay atop your mount. Three of the gang are going to... No, you know what? That's not happening because I said they were watching to see what happened and the round basically occurs almost simultaneously. That's why you have a resolution phase instead of just having things happen as they happen. So gang's not attacking. Yeah, I mean, this whole thing's been like, and that's it. So that is the end of the second winning phase. And now we have the resolution phase where four of these guys take off running. The four of them that Bessie struck with her whip between the shooting and uh, yeah, they take off running. In fact, when Henry is hit, they stop. And one of them's like, come on. And then they continue taking off so that is the first round of combat i can say with confidence that once we get the hang of this it does go a lot faster um, there's a lot of rolling for everything yes there is everything yes, there is. roll and roll and roll to yeah. resolve anything i don't know yeah. <laughs> rolling 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 yeah rolling. nice <laughs> there's no real argument to that he does love rolling these 2d6 Minissa, roll for initiative here three and a five okay so you got eight they got six so your side wins yay okay so you go first what are you doing well i see that he is injured i keeping under cover as much as possible run over to him and try to heal him now what would that be x factor magnitude real hmm that is a good question Hmm. all they mentioned was one hour per point of damage healed is how much rest i need but this is all if a character is fatally injured he's still on his feet yeah Um, because in this game loss of hits doesn't detract from anything it's kind of like hit points in that sense you're on your feet till you're not Mm -hmm. so he wouldn't need stabilizing because he still got two hits. okay so i can do a regular roll yes okay so now that we know that what are you doing really it says it takes one turn to load is that one session or the whole i don't know you would be loading this turn and that would be your action well i have other weapons so yes you do i have my 1873 colt out and i shoot at the two guys that are remaining and i'm still behind the water trough gracing my rifle on the water trough and for that you mean your pistol I'm- you're not firing your rifle. 
Oh, yeah, the pistol. Sorry. Well, hang on, because there's rules for multiple targets. I can just fire at one of them. That's fine. I fire at the one that's closest to Bess, trying to cover Bess. Well, no, hang on. I want because we're doing this to learn the system. So I want to okay. see. All I'm saying is I sure appreciate it, sister. Okay. Multiple targets may be struck if they're within one game space, 10 feet from each other and all within reach of the attacker. The attacker declares before how many targets did that. Okay. So you said two. Uh, suffering a penalty of minus three to the attack roll. If you succeed in attack roll, you potentially hit them all. If you fail, you miss them all. If the targets are hit, they must each defend against the successes of the attacker's single attack roll. If targets are struck, the attacker rolls damage once and applies to... Okay. You get a plus two from bracing it. And I get an accuracy of plus five, I think. Yeah, I keep forgetting to add in the accuracy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's a total of plus seven, minus three. So you end up with plus four to, okay. to try to hit both targets. I got a five and a three. Okay. Oh, wait, oh. I forgot to call what we were. Yes, you did. Ah, well, gunplay, which is at a six. Okay. And so, that can be the roll for that one. Okay, that's one success. And then. Actually, hold on. It was a five and a three, and then you got to add. So that's 12 because you're adding the plus four. So yep. that would be two successes. Gunplay six, you said? Yep. Okay, two successes. And the other one would be combat, which is also a six. Go ahead and make that roll. A four and a one. Okay, so that did not generate any successes for you. Oh, wait, four and a one plus four. That's nine, so that does give you one. So you got a total of three successes. Now they get to resist. The first one is agility, uh, which is target number six. He rolled nine, so that's one success. And then uh, let's say... I may not... He may not have anything really good to... uh, All right, well, I will say... Exception. It's a bit iffy, I realize, but... Oh, okay, rolled five and five. Six and one, so that's 17, which is two. So the first guy manages to avoid damage. The second dude, going to use the same stats. Uh, Okay, he got one success from agility, and perception gives him nothing. He takes damage from your weapon, so that's base damage one. Yes. Rolling what? I'm sorry. I thought the first guy only got two successes. Yeah. Didn't Manissa get three? Yes. Yeah. That's why he doesn't take any damage. Wait, what? Wait, I thought he got, wait. Oh, okay. I thought he had to get four to not take damage. He had, you're right. God damn. I'm so used to thinking, okay. So they both suffer damage. So they both suffer damage. All right. Sorry. Thank you for being, I'm so used to, yeah. Okay. Um, Because I think he got three and I'm so used to equal. Yeah. I had a little hesitation when you said that, but I was like, well, I don't, I'm not, I'm sort of new to the game. Oh, you're right. I'm, I was, I'm juggling a lot here. Okay. They both take damage. You get the one base damage and then a test of rank 10 plus 10. A six and a three for the first day. Okay. Oh, yeah. And you get to stack something on top of that, too. So six and three, that's uh, 19. Mm Mm-hmm. Because that's adding 10 to that nine. And that gives you nine right there. And then whatever you want to stack with it will also... Okay. Actually, two and 18 is nine plus the base hit, which is 10. So you're at 10 right now. Okay. Uh, So that was... That was for the gunplay and for the damage, right? So what do you mean stack something else with it? Well, the damage rank of your weapon is considered the core ability for the damage test. So you can stack something on top of it if you want to add more hits. Like if you had your shooting skill, you could test that or combat. 
or sure i can do the gunplay so i do another okay. roll yep mm-hmm. target number six five okay so that did not add anything to it but you're still dealing with 10 successes he's resisting that he okay with 10 successes does that mean i get another box car point it's only when you roll double sixes okay so that's one. I don't even know why I'm bothering to roll. He reduces it down to eight, which is still much more than four, and he's dead. So that's one okay. death. So that's the other one. guy is going to resist your same 10 successes, and he's going to use um, agility, which he gets one success from, and toughness, which he gets one success from. Goody. He goes down to eight hits, which is still more than four, and he also is dead. So that just leaves the lead. So four of them buggered out. You just killed two of them, and there are three left, and then Mr. Strat. Although, I don't know if I like that rule. Well, that's how we're going to play it as it lays. The way this works, the wounds don't take effect until the resolution phase. So even if, like, let's say, and I'm glad it didn't happen, but let's say Henry had gotten knocked unconscious by that blast, it wouldn't take effect until the resolution phase. If he had any actions left in any of the other phases, he would still be able to fire off his last shots before falling off the horse and going unconscious. But it didn't come to that. He has Mm -hmm. two hits. But anyway, that was your attack and speaking of henry i believe it is his turn why do you keep skipping me it's Bess's turn turn because i'm not used to i don't know because i don't like you very much that's why and (laughs) that's fair (laughs) (laughs) that seems reasonable (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry okay it is Bess's turn okay i am confused by the count there's Stratton in the mask. We're assuming it's Stratton. Mask. Right, right. And then I scared Fora and You said Shea, there was two left. And then Shea shot two. I don't recall saying how many were left from the thing. I there were a total of nine plus him. Okay. So six are so there's three remaining. Yeah. Plus there will Stratton. be three remaining after this turn, yes. Right, right, right. Plus Strat. Plus Strat. Okay, we're trying to figure this out. So Bess is going to try and get tricky with her whip. She's going to try and use her whip to wrap around a guy and pull him around into another guy. Awesome. So would I use agility and whip? Sure, that can work. I could also make, you could also make a case for combat and whip or a case for might and whip. Or uh, if you really wanted to get fancy, you could use combat and whip and then spend a boxcar point and add might as well. I will do that. Okay, so that's you're going to be testing all three of those then. Yeah. Whip is seven, combat is six, and might is four. So I'm going to yes. do... My might. We're gonna do my. Oh, we're gonna do might last because oh. you do in basket abilities first. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. All right. Well, then I might as well start with what. Okay. So my target's five, and I rolled six. Awesome. That's one success. So one success, and then I go to combat. That's a six. So my target's six. Yep. And I rolled a five. Now you can roll might, and that's four. So my target's eight. Yep. And I rolled another five stupid dice. Can I add a success? You certainly can. With a box with a boxcar point. Will adding just one success do anything? Uh, it makes them have to resist two successes rather than one. Okay. I mean, depending on how determined you are to make this happen, you could spend three boxcar points and add three successes to it, but then you'd only have two boxcar points left. But then again, the session is nearly over, so... You might do I, just do we refresh at the start of next session? Uh, you get one d six boxcar points. 
Oh, you know what? I'll spend them then. I'll All spend right. three. So okay. So right been, now you're at four successes. Yeah, and, and I have two boxcar points remaining. Yes. Okay. Okay. They got to get five successes to avoid this, and uh, they are slicks of rank six. So it doesn't really matter what abilities they test against. Although I can name them if you want. I've been picking them. I haven't been just cheating. But uh, I trust you. The rank is the same for everything. It's six. Okay. <laughs> uh, so okay, they got one success plus their. Oh, they got snake eyes. So ha. okay. Snake Eyes is very bad. That is the critical failure of this game. What I'm unclear on is if that negates the success that he just rolled. I know he can't go any further, but he had no further to go anyway. Uh, let's see. When rolling 2d6 in each deck comes up, one that's known as Snake Eyes. If Snake Eyes occurs anywhere in a roll, then the roll fails. Stop rolling. If Snake Eyes occurs as part of an ability test being stacked, which it was, on other rolls, then that roll fails. Stop rolling. But the success up to that point still applies. So he does get the one, but he would have had to get five. He yeah. did not. You wrap your whip around this guy and swing him into another guy. He's caught flat-footed. He was not expecting that. I'm not going to give him a resistance roll. So nice. it's kind of like when you use fast draw. It's the same kind of thing. So let's see. How much damage does a guy being flung into another guy do? <laughs> well, it's obviously base rank of one, but I'm going to say it's a damage of, let's see, your might is four. I'm going to say uh, six is the rank that you're testing with for the damage. And then you can stack something on top of that if you want to improve. I do. I want to stack. Can I stack Bounty Hunter on it just because I always use whip? Sure. Okay. That's six. So both of them are six. So my targets are six. And the first roll is a seven. Okay. And the second roll is box card. Nice. Take nice. a box card point. I don't believe that. Um, and then that and also four. add 12 to your roll and re-roll because doubles explode. Yep. It was 12 and I just rolled an eight. So that's 20 total. Jesus Christ. All right. Ranks. So you know what? Because that was a critical, critical success and you got a box car point and you got into the, yeah, they, they don't, you just, you hear a sickening, but satisfying crunch as their bodies are slammed together and you yank your whip free of them as they fall in opposite directions to the ground. Um, Yeehaw! <laughs> all right. Way to go, Beth! Thank you, Sure Shot okay. Shay. Ah, okay, now it is Henry's turn. Okay, I'll, I uh, guess I'll turn around and charge at Joe slash Roger. Okay. And try to shoot him or write him down. Well, which are you going for? Shooting him or writing him down? Well, I'm going to try to shoot him. Okay. But I am also writing right at him. All right, that would be... Shooting and riding? Yep. Okay, so there are two successes, and I did get a double there. So I so I got a 10 for two fives, so I keep the 10 yep. and add whatever. And you add whatever. 10, so that's 20. Nice. And that was for my writing. So uh, overall, overall, I guess it would it's uh, a success for every multiple of the... Target number. Target. So that so that'd be three there, and then I had the one from the other, also four total. Okay, um, he's going to use his agility again. Okay, that's seven. His target number is six, so that's barely one success. And I'm going to use Desperate Outlaw in this instance, because he's really, this is not going as well as he had hoped. Eight, target number four, he rolled a six, so that's two successes, but that is no match for your four. And so you shoot your gun and you hit him. Now it is your turn to do some damage. 
All right, that's a base of one, and then test your weapon's damage. And actually, again, mm -hmm. I forgot to add the accuracy into the damn <laughs> shot. <laughs> uh -huh. But it doesn't matter because you hit anyway. But um, I, don't, I think 10 plus 10, uh, 10 uh, and plus 10 in Yep, in 10 plus 10. So you test mm -hmm. against rank 10, which is target number of two. And then you're going to add, before you compute how many successes, you're going to add 10. So that's three out of seven. So that'd be three successes. Okay, wait, and wait. Plus 10, 13. No, no. Okay, you're adding to the die roll, not to your successes. So you rolled, you rolled oh, a nine to the die. Okay, so then that'd be a 17. Right. Okay, Ooh. 17. Would be eight successes. Eight successes, yes. And then plus the base, that's a total of nine successes. Does he get to stack? Yes. Uh, he's using Raiden, I guess. <laughs> is that or we're shooting? I'm, I'm shooting. Uh, yep, I would say shooting. Okay. At 10, so that's another success. All right, so total of 10 successes. Gee, this is like deja vu. He's going to resist with his toughness of six, and he gets an 11, which is one success. And then he's going to use Desperate Outlaw again. And he failed it. That didn't help him at all. So he, he what were you at? You were at 10 or 11. You know, either way, he's dead. Because <laughs> he's it's 10 damage. He didn't take it down hardly at all. He does not have the benefit of boxcars to reduce the damage like you do. So you shot him. He falls off of his horse and he is at the very least unconscious i am going to say because we're so close to time and because even if we weren't i think this is probably the way this would go the other guys in the gang right uh, we're going into the resolution phase mm -hmm. we would be going into the losing phase but you know what they see this dude go down i think technically they're supposed to get their attacks in but we're running out of time and i don't care they are joining their buddies in running for the hills, especially when they see him go down. Just because I can, I'm going to make a death save for him. See if he is dead or unconscious. And he rolled a six. His target number is six. So he is just barely clinging on to life. Oh, he won't fight when we take him in for the bounty then. And he's worth more life. So nice. Mm -hmm. Yep. And that's why they call him Hank the Gun. <laughs> oh no it's pistol pistol palmerdale pistol and that's why they call him hank the Pis pistol pistol palmerdale i like it he calls himself that but <laughs> <laughs> eventually everybody will call that's him. right okay i don't know how you're planning on taking these people in or having well the sheriff is gone eventually a deputy with a star rides up and says hey Oh, you got him. That is great news. And I don't know how this works if a deputy can generate reward. I think they have to give it to a marshal or something like that. But we're going to bypass all that because it really doesn't matter. But you get your reward eventually. And uh, there's a whole big thing to figure out what that reward is. I'll have to get back to you on that. But in the end, a bunch of them ran off. I forget how many. Let's see. There's Stratton, who's the one who's actually wanted, who's got warrants out for him. So that might be the only one you get rewards for. For I got to see how that works. But in any case, he's definitely one who's going to be given, you get a reward for him. And as far as building points go, you each get, says you get a building point for every encounter you were involved in. That would be one. And we will just go through this real quick because the way advancement works is you, uh, oh, and you each get 1d6 boxcar points. Two, one. Okay. Seven, no. 
Nice try. <laughs> I didn't use any. I know. It's sick. Wait, wait. No, you you get 1d6 added on to what you already have. I didn't use any box cars. You don't one. have to have used any box car. But what did you roll? Oh, I thought you were just getting the getting an extra point. Not that you got whatever you rolled. No, 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 no. You get a building point for advancement purposes, and you get 1d6 worth of box car points. So that'd be... Uh, I got two fives, so ten. No, you're and not. One d six. Okay, five. You get five, so you have eleven at this point. Except she rolled double, so her five explodes, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> nice try. Okay, and the way advancement works is if you want to raise an ability in rank, you test it without using box car points or re-rolling doubles. And if your two d six beats the test, you get to raise it by one. If you fail the test your building point is gone but if you had more building points you could do it again and usually in an adventure you'll be getting more than one this was just a little simple thing so i'm keeping it very simple can we save our building point for any day yeah you don't have to spend it right now and i didn't even get to use my tommy hawk this time i didn't get to use my andrew hawk (sighs) maybe next time I don't really have an Andrew Hawk, but I've got brass knuckles. Hey, whatever works. Oh, you kept the brass knuckles. Yeah. Is that okay? Ah, sure. <laughs> wow, Zeke, it's like you know we're done. He just comes saddling up to me. He's been just laying there the whole time. This dog amazes me at what he picks up on. So, yeah, that was our first quasi-session of Wild West Horse Opera from Scald Crow Games. I don't know what to say. I think we will get faster as we get more familiar with it, but it also is a hell of a lot of rules. And uh, yeah, my initial impressions are there's a lot of complexity for no good reason. I don't see the benefit of all the extra mechanic versus a simpler system that resolves it in a role. Oh, we are unfamiliar with it. I'm sure, like you said, it'll get smoother. I don't feel qualified to say <laughs> anything about the mechanics at this point, but I'm understanding. So I just haven't, haven't seen a lot of systems. I'm some of them you see, Oh, this is complex, but I see, I can sort of see a reason and, and why it is. And maybe there you can see benefits of some of it here. It just, uh, it seems just complexity that, you know, maybe there was, it's just like layering stuff on top of each other without ever looking at the whole big picture and thinking, do we really need all this? To be fair, some of the complexity in the original version, you didn't have the core abilities. You just had a bunch of abilities and you just stack whatever you want on top of it. I didn't care for that myself because it slowed things down as people would peruse their sheet looking to see what could I possibly add? But I get, well, I mean, Do you want to give it another go? I mean, we just made these different converted characters. We could give it a try again and see. I feel bad because I feel like I'm waffling back. Well, no, you know what? No, this is not being wishy-washy. This is trying to find the best system overall that works for us. Damn it. That's my rationalization, and I'm sticking to it. And I have both character sheets, so either way you guys want to do it, I'm fine with it. Well, I'm kind of afraid to suggest what I was going to because I fear that uh, I'm going to be lynched. You're going to suggest Wushu, weren't you? No, although that's a great (laughs) system. No, I was going to suggest everyone because when you were trying to convert your character from Savage Rules, that was the first thing I thought of was when you said, I want to use her former prostitute thing. And I was like, damn it, if we were playing everyone, it uses careers. You just say, former prostitute, how many points do I want to put in that from zero to three or whatever it is? And then you just go, okay, that depending on how well and how long she did that, it would, you know, you just sort of make it up, not make it up, but I mean, you have 
a certain number of points to distribute among your careers. And you could say, okay, she's been a bounty hunter for this long. So we're going to say between zero and three. And there's a point to having zero in a career. I just can't remember what it is at the moment. I think it establishes that. So you're able to advance it or something. I don't know. I haven't read the rules in forever, but it's the barbarians of Lemuria. If you've, it's just the generic version of that. And they've got a Western setting called blood sundown. And I'm thinking that might be a much better fit for us in many ways, because it's straightforward. It's sort of like, if I remember Apocalypse World correctly, it's kind of got that same, you're trying to roll nine or over, and if you uh, and you add, you add roll, no, that sounds too easy. I just uh, say we sit down, make up our own system, get it published. You know? There we go. That's oh, all. <laughs> easy. Easy you know, peasy. Come on. I think that's what it is. You roll 2d6 and you add your attribute and you add a career if appropriate. They don't have skills. It's all your attributes and your careers. So you would just have bounty hunter as a career and prostitute as a career. And then you would, let's say you wanted to make a roll to charm somebody. You've got your attributes. I think one of them is appeal and that's between one and three. So let's say it's two just for the sake of this example. So you have appeal at two and your prostitute is say one. So you know you're going to add three to your 2d6 roll. Six or under, I believe, is a failure. Nine and over is a full success. And then there's a partial success in there. I may have the numbers off, but it's kind of like that. And there's a way to get super awesome success, but I can't remember what that is. But again, I haven't read the rules in a while, but it's that's it. That's the system. But I hesitate to say, let's try this because we just made the characters for this and maybe it'll get faster. I don't know, man. I don't know. Or we could give Savage Worlds another go. Well, what do you think you'd be most comfortable running? I would love to give everyone a go because it looks really simple. And I'm good with simple. Simple is nice. But I don't. I feel bad making y'all make another set of characters. Um, maybe, maybe given what I know about the characters, I could make them for you and then you're not having to deal with it. Yeah, but then I just bitch and complain about the choices. In there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. I'll be going over every single one of them with you. Just remember that. Every single one. Well, we can read up on that one. I wouldn't yeah. mind maybe doing another game of this. Okay. Because we were getting it down a little bit faster towards the end. I think it's just every time we put in a new system, we're all trying to learn it. Yeah, there's that too. I've thought about that. Yeah. All, all right. Look, all it wasn't too bad. I mean, we got to kick some ass. That's always fun. So that was Wild West Horse Opera from Scald Crow Games. I have to say, as much as we had our struggles with the system, I really like it but I get why it's not right for our group. But having said that, I will still recommend this product, even if you don't care for the system, because one of the great things T. Glenn Bain, the book's author, has done, is he has packed this thing to the gills with all kinds of awesomeness that can be used with any Western role-playing game, regardless of mechanics. The game has a campaign for weird western horror, not unlike, but not that similar to either Deadlands, and western pulp. And it gives guidelines for both of these settings. Guidelines and random tables. There are tables for creating towns. There are random adventure generators. And if that's not enough, you've got 
over 165 adventure ideas. I think it's like 171 or something like that. Adventure ideas, some of which were contributed by our own Moondog. So if you want to, in your own way, support members of this podcast, then uh, I highly encourage you to pick this game up. Like I said, even if you don't care for the system, and I think many people will like the system, there's plenty in this book that makes it well worth the amount of money that you will spend. I have used the adventure ideas from this book for many of my Western adventures that I've done. In fact, the next issue of Monkeys Took My Jetpack is going to feature an adventure created by myself, which I'm rather proud of, that sprung from an idea from Wild West Horse Opera. It was one of the adventure ideas. You might not recognize it when you see it because it got heavily modified and expanded and fleshed out, but the inspiration came from this book. So pick it up. Anyway, I've already given you a clue as to what's happening next week. We'll be going back to every when as our mechanics of choice. And uh, we'll see where things go from there. That's a two-part adventure starting next week. So until then, this is Blind Geek thanking you for listening to Monkeys Took My Jetpack and reminding you that your imagination is just like a jetpack. You gotta keep it fired up. And always, let it soar! Soar!